Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, Lindsay's here with us today and you guys are going to love this conversation. It's a couple of creative directors in the scrapbook industry just telling you all the things that we ran into. And I think you guys believe me when I tell you certain things, but it is great. Like Lindsay and I were just chatting before we we came on here. We're just like, these are the things, these are the things, right? So if you've been looking to get a contract for scrapbooking, which by the way, is pretty tough these days because there's so many in-house designers, but like if you ever even want to go in-house design, which would be pretty cool as well, just doing that. Um, Lindsay and I are going to talk about that. She managed a much bigger team. You guys had an in-house team, correct? Correct. Yeah. How big, how big yes, was your in-house team? Oh gosh, at American Crafts, I think kind of at our peak, we maybe had upwards of 50 in-house designers working on a lot of different brands. So much bigger than Echo Park Cartabella because we never had, when I left, we brought in in in-house designers, but before that it was like my design team. And so like, it was like my five designers for Cartabella and there was probably like five designers for Echo Park. So there's only 10 of us in total. Um, So American Crafts is like, whole nother level. So, um, Lindsay, I just, I just want you to talk, like, tell us about your experience as a creative director. Like what, um, I don't like, like, I bet I would be shocked at some of the stuff you dealt with versus what I dealt with. Oh gosh. (laughs) I know we probably need to swap stories, huh? Talk shop. (laughs) Um, well, maybe just like a quick background for, um, this crew here in um, Design Suite. So I've worked for the better part of 15 years in the scrapbooking industry uh, at American Crafts for about 10, 11 years, and then with Crate Paper for about three, three and a half years. Okay. Were Um, you specifically working with Crate Paper? Because I remember when- um, Why did I say Crate Paper? I meant close to my heart. Oh, close to my heart. I was like, wait, I don't remember what they, (laughs) what they, (laughs) that was such an inside, like, that time period of all the different, oh right? Like, and the number of titles that have changed, like silhouette, what used yes. to be like quick cuts, you know, like yes. just all the changes, right? Okay. We're just going to chalk that up to a close to my heart. Yeah. And close to my heart is like, you guys like almost like it is an MLM basically, right? Scrapbook. Do they still oh, exist? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of been interesting as COVID hit, um, the direct sales companies, specifically close to my heart and Stampin' Up, those two companies like skyrocketed in sales because retailers were shutting down. And so those two companies specifically, um, sales did really well. I think for, I don't know specifically for Stampin' Up, but I would guess that sales for Stampin' Up did really well. Um, probably on a similar trajectory that uh, we were doing it close to my heart because 
um, our products were made domestically in the United States and um, we were still shipping and we have, uh, we call them makers. We would call them makers, um, but they could sell direct to their, their customer groups. So think of it as like Pampered Chef or uh-huh. gosh, any of those direct sales companies. I, I remember like, so there was a time period when I was at Cardabella that I got headhunted by one of those companies and I can't remember which one I want to yeah. say it was stamping up. And yeah. at the, the time there was another, actually another scrapbooking company who said, why don't you leave and come be our creative director? And so that's why actually it's really fun to talk to Lindsay. Cause I'm curious to see what she does in future, because at the moment she has just gone through stage four can- cancer, colon cancer, right. And she's taking a break. Um, cause she's, taking care of her health, but I'm actually very curious to see what Lindsay ends Um, up doing. Yeah. I, yeah. So like Karina mentioned, uh, it was right around Christmas, 2020, clearly 2020 was not done with me. It was like the last week in 2020, right? Like right before Christmas, how rude, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know so dumb, um, was diagnosed with, uh, stage four colon cancer, Um, and so spent the most of 2021 in chemo and some radiation and some surgeries dealing with that. And then earlier this year, 2022, so we're taping the show right now in August of 2022. Um, so earlier this year, uh, found some on my lungs. So I've been going through some radiation and treatment for, for kind of, I don't know if it's lung cancer or if it's just more metastatic cancer, but anyway, taking, taking a break from work right now to deal with those health things. Yeah. We'll see what's next. Yeah. I mean, I think you're so smart and I hope you hope I'm hoping you're resting up, but the thing is once you've done what Lindsay has done, I mean, you're not stressed about deciding at some point you want to do X, Y, and Z, right. It's pretty easy for you to plummet right into that's, I think once you're creative director of a company, cause I've always felt that like worst case scenario, I guess I could go be a creative director for X, Y, and Z, or I could be their head designer or whatever. Um, and so it's like a really good place to pivot from. Yeah. Okay. I want you to dig into the 50 designers being the creative director, what, what did that look like? Oh gosh. So, so kind of the trajectory of a designer when you work in house is you'll start typically as like a, a designer slash a junior designer, kind of, those are kind of interchangeable introductory level, um, designers, um, at American Crafts, we would have a designer, a senior designer, art director, creative director, senior director, creative director. Um, and so I, when I left American Crafts, I was creative director. So I was involved in management conversations as well as managing art directors and smaller teams. So that group of 50 designers were broken up into smaller teams. Um, and they handled, um, a lot of our licensing partners. So, um, I mentioned Dear Lizzie, Amy Tangerine, Paige Evans. Heidi, um, was Heidi with you guys at that point? Heidi Swap. Um, yep. You guys have Tim Holtz or no? Does some, does Tim have his own? Tim, I think, who's Tim with? I can't think of who he's with right now. I can't think who he's with. But, um, I remember yeah. when Heidi made that uh, transition because they got brought out. She was actually with, why am I blanking? She on was with 
Pink Paisley. She was with Pink Paisley. Paisley. And Pink Paisley sold into American Crafts. And then you guys, did you guys, you didn't end up keeping Pink Paisley, right? You only kept Tidy Swap. We actually did Pink Paisley for several years. As of today, I'm not sure what the status is of Pink Paisley. I know that Paige Evans still has a line. Yeah, Um, I think I saw that because Paige does stuff for Silhouette still. Yeah. I mean, you talk about like a queen of silhouette, right? Like in her scrapbooking specifically lines, um, Paige is amazing. Um, so I think Paige's lines might be underneath the American crafts umbrella right now, instead of under specifically the pink Paisley umbrella. So American crafts is the parent company. And then we have all of those smaller brands and then underneath those brands, we have licensors. And so the way that our design team was set up was they would each work on a brand. And so that would include like a brand and typically a licensor, a brand and a licensor. That was generally a high level speaking how our design team was split up. And so you would have these designers that intimately knew what a Maggie Holmes looked like, what a Dear Lizzie line looked like, what an Amy Tangerine looked like, what a Vicki Booten line looked like. Um, and just really knew the ins and outs of that brand. Um, and so that was really important when you're working at a company like American Crafts, you have to maintain distinct qualities and characteristics when you're designing and building a collection um, because you don't want this homogenized look across the board. And so that was that was a big part of my job um, as creative director and overseeing all these brands to make sure that each line told a distinct story and it just had a distinct point of view. Um, in perspective within the scrapbooking and crafting industry, that they brought a new voice to the table, um, that they maintained characteristics from previous lines and built on those those that foundation from one collection to the next, that there was like a story that kind of connected them through the years. So that was one of my main jobs, I think, as creative director at American Crafts was to make sure that there was differences in separation and uh, between the lines and made sure that as we brought new on or acquired a new uh, company, that there was a distinct look and feel about that company and that it would appeal to a different audience because that's what you're trying to do as a business is you're trying to expand that footprint and reach of who your audience is. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that's something designers need to hear now. So we worked so differently because my creative director group was almost agency style. So like we hired and contracted multiple designers that worked under the Karina Gardner brand who then worked for Cartabella. So it was kind of an agency within a company. Whereas you had a lot of in-house designers. And one of the things I was thinking when you were talking is that it is so interesting because, you know, design suite, you guys are trying to market yourself and create the products. But when you think about like the the model at American Crafts, it really is actually the opposite. The marketers are the big brand, like the Dear Lizzie's or the Amy Tangerines. They're doing the marketing and there's a whole design team underneath who are actually creating the designs. So it's actually yeah. easier because it's broken out into parts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was always kind of not the mystery behind things, but, and I, I don't think that it is any mystery, but I think um, maybe one of the misconceptions maybe is the right word is that, um, Elizabeth Karchner is the actual designer on the Dear Lizzie line and that 
Amy Tan is the actual designer on Amy Tangerine, that Vicki Booten is the actual designer, meaning the actual pixel, pixel pusher mm-hmm. and designer and illustrator. And that's not to say that the designers don't contribute, but as far as being the actual designer on the collections, the in-house designers, the one that what the one that's actually working for American Crafts, we were the ones that were doing the heavy lifting and the actual designing. Yeah. So and we I, would we would I, get a I, I think that took me a while to figure out that some companies worked like that because we didn't do it that way at Echo Park Cartabella. It was like the designer was the designer. And so it depended yeah. on the company and it also depended on how small the company was, right? Because like a fancy pants, they're all like the CEO is the designer, right? Like she was just like doing all the design work or whatever. And um, right. Heidi, Heidi Swap had come to like one of my workshops to learn Illustrator. And that's when I kind of had figured, I put two and two together when Heidi and Eric and I were talking, realizing that Heidi couldn't design most of her lines. Like she knew right. the vision and did you, did your people, like, did Amy Tan come in and say, this is the vision for the line? Yeah. So I was going to kind of maybe deep dive into that maybe for, um, design suite listeners too. So like, as we would kick off a collection, we would have the licensor. So it's the Amy Tan, it's the Liz, it's the, it's the person Maggie Holmes, they would come and we would have a couple of days of deep dive and they would bring inspiration. We would bring inspiration. Here's our color palette. Here's the typography we want to use. Here's the point of view that we want to achieve. We would kind of come up with a whole story. Like if this person listened to music, who would they listen to? What was a, what's a movie that they would watch? What's kind of, you create this whole persona, right? And that's who you kind of create to. So we would create our, our design style board by the end of that that meeting. And then we'd be off to the races. We would figure out the products that we were going to design everything. Um, and so, yeah, the licensor was very involved in that stage. And then it was a lot of meetings after that, usually on Skype or whatever we used at the time. Um, and they were involved in decisions that were being made, but as far as like the actual design work and designing stickers and dye lines and all of that stuff, it would not be the person whose name is on the line, it was actually us in-house designers that were, were doing that work, the heavy lifting. So just out of curiosity, but, did you but also go? to say that they have, they have that response, they have that responsibility to do the marketing side of it too. Right. So like we said earlier, they're the ones that say, here's my new product line. Here's all of the marketing. And they had that responsibility to, to sell it at that point. So very interesting. So, um, just out of curiosity with your structure, so I'm guessing junior designers, they probably ended up in a lot of the production work. Is that the case? Or was it your senior? It was probably, yeah, I was going to say, cause when we had junior designers, they were making sure everything was correctly fitted and the, the stupid, whatever at the bottom of every scrap of paper is like perfectly set up. So is that, was that your junior designer or regular designer? What was your senior designer doing? So the senior designer often did a lot of the heavy lifting as far as like designing the patterns, designing the illustrations, designing the word art. And obviously like a designer, a junior designer would get opportunities to create some of that artwork. But I think as that entry-level designer to learn how to, to set up a barcode, to like understand how the commercial side of things have to be right. If you're selling in the Hobby Lobby and Michaels and Target and Joann's like you have got to get that right. Otherwise it's thousands of dollars in mistakes. 
Well, and people don't right? realize like the crazy little nuances too. Like I remember one of our big issues was that your barcode always has to be in grayscale while everything else is RGB and it has to be set up differently. And we just like, I had one of my production people like working on it and like they had screwed it up and it was just like the barcodes didn't work. And it's yeah. just like, that is sometimes millions of dollars, just de definitely thousands of dollars, but it was just like, Oh, like when I talk about production, you guys, it's because I am so serious about it because it, it, it will get you fired. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you, it, it becomes all unusable product and you end up having to dump stuff and it's just, you make that mistake once. Yeah. It's so <laughs> true. You don't make it ever again. No. Um, so Okay. So then you've got your senior designer and then you guys creative director is the next one up. And so you, and then we have like an art, we have an art director next An art director next. And okay. so like an art director might oversee maybe two teams and then creative director is overseeing those art directors. Got it. So yeah, it's just kind of that building of trust and understanding and like, do they have things like the little zip strip on the bottom of the paper mastered? Do they understand how that works? Mm -hmm. Do you understand, like, can you zoom in and be like, and identify an issue right off the bat? And that sounds crazy to have like such a critical eye, but being critical is not a bad thing because you're saving potentially millions of dollars down the road. Mm -hmm. So you really have to have that critical eye and just an eye for detail. Like that is such a critical skill set to develop, to be able to just look at something and quickly identify what's working and what's not working. Yeah. So and be able to move forward. So I know so many designers think it really is all about the design work. That's definitely the fun part, right? Like building the patterns, building the collection, building the sticker sets, like that is such the fun part. But the thing that gets you a job in the design world or gets you picked up as a contractor in the design world is the something special. It's not necessarily how good the design work is, but it's like, are you good at details? Are you good at execution? How fast you are production? Are those the same things that you totally. were looking for? Totally. And like, I think like what you just said, and we were even chatting beforehand, like, what did it, what is it that sets you apart? Like when you look at someone's portfolio, are you designing in a collection? Do you have that commercial aesthetic? Are you designing for yourself? Or are you designing for the masses? Because, you know, like it's totally fun to create art for yourself, but it's another thing to create artwork that appeals to an audience that is going to bring in the money. Because as much as I love to create for myself, I also have bills to pay. I have to make money. And so understanding what is commercially appealing is critical. And so do you have a portfolio that looks like it all goes together? That, that looks like something I could just slap a barcode on and send out the door. Like, is that your frame of mind as you're creating, or is it just like a one-off thing here and there? I'm trying something to see if there's like an example, but I don't have anything within reach here, but I think that was one of the mistakes that I made as I was looking for a job. Like I would just create a one-off thing and wasn't looking at like, here's a hero pattern. Here's a 
secondary pattern and like a third, like, does it all go together? And I think quilting and scrapbooking have a lot of similarities when it comes Very to- Very much the same. It, it is different in that in scrapbooking, I feel like you actually have a lot more leverage, like for patterns and building out. In fabric, it tends to be tighter and you've got three colorways so that the design work has to be tighter. But I think yeah. that's why those two things have become, you know, my bread and butter because- they go together. If you can think in collections, if you can think about like, especially what you call the hero, I usually call the master. It it really is all about like, how strong can you make it so that the rest of the collection is very easy to build? Yeah, totally. And, and that's totally what you look for. And, and I think another big thing that I look for when I'm hiring a designer is, do they have a creative mind? Or are they relying on their tools too much? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Illustrator has become such a powerful tool. I mean, we have a pattern tool now, like that's pretty awesome, but I've seen a lot of people rely on the tools too much and not the creativity. So I can teach Illustrator all day long. I can teach you the tools, but do you have a creative mind? That is so much more difficult to, to train and to harness, but, and I'm sure you've probably encountered a similar thing to you. You can't teach that. Like, do you have that it factor? So good. Okay. See you guys. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.